Letter eighty eight of Pamela, Volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pamela, Volume two by Samuel Richardson. Letter eighty eight. My dear Lady Davers, I have three marriages to acquaint you with in one letter. In the first place, Sir W. G. has sent, by the particular desire of my dear friend, that he was made one of the happiest men in England on the 18th past, and so I have no longer my Miss Darnford to boast of. I have a very good opinion of the gentleman, but if he be but half so good a husband as she will make a wife, they will be exceedingly happy happy in one another mr williams's marriage to a kinswoman of his noble patron as you have heard was in treaty is the next and there is great reason to believe from the character of both that they will likewise do credit to the state the third is mr adams and polly barlow and i wish them for both their sakes as happy as either of the former they are set out to his living highly pleased with one another and i hope will have reason to continue so to be as to the first i did not indeed think the affair would have been so soon concluded and miss kept it off so long as i understood that her papa was angry with her and indeed as the gentleman's family circumstances and character were such that there could lie no objection against him i think it would have been wrong to have delayed it i should have written to your ladyship before but have been favoured with mr b s company into kent on a visit to my good mother who was indisposed we tarried there a week and left both my dear parents to my thankful satisfaction in as good health as ever they were in their lives mrs judy swinford or miss swinford as she refuses not being called now and then has been with us for this week past and she expects her brother sir jacob to fetch her away in about a week hence it does not become me to write the least word that may appear disrespectful of any person related to your ladyship and mr b otherwise i should say that the b's and the s's are directly the opposites of one another but yet as she never saw your ladyship but once you will forgive me to mention a word or two about her because she is a character that is in a manner new to me she is a maiden lady as you know and though she will not part with the green leaf from her hand one sees by the grey goose down on her brows and her head that she cannot be less than fifty-five but so much pains does she take by powder to have never a dark hair in her head because she has one half of them white that i am sorry to see what is a subject for reverence should be deemed by the good lady matter of concealment she is often seemingly reproaching herself that she is an old maid and an old woman but it is very discernible that she expects a compliment that she is not so every time she is so free with herself and if nobody makes her one she will say something of that sort in her own behalf she takes particular care that of all the public transactions which happen to be talked of her memory will never carry her back above thirty years and then it is about thirty years ago when i was a girl or when i was in hanging sleeves and so she makes herself for twenty years of her life a very useless and insignificant person 
if her teeth which for her age are very good though not over white and which by her care of them she seems to look upon as the last remains of her better days would but fail it might help her to a conviction that would set her ten years forwarder at least but poor lady she is so young in spite of her wrinkles that i am really concerned for her affectation because it exposes her to the remarks and ridicule of the gentlemen and gives one pain for her surely these ladies don't act prudently at all since for every year mrs judy would take from her age her censurers add two to it and behind her back make her going on towards seventy whereas if she would lay claim to her reverentials as i may say and not try to conceal her age she would have many compliments for looking so well at her years and many a young body would hope to be the better for her advice and experience who now are afraid of affronting her if they suppose she has lived much longer in the world than themselves then she looks back to the years she owns when more flippant ladies at the laughing time of her life delight to be frolic she tries to sing too although if ever she had a voice she has outlived it and her songs are of so antique a date that they would betray her only as she says they were learnt her by her grandmother who was a fine lady at the restoration she will join in a dance and though her limbs move not so pliantly as might be expected of a lady no older than she would be thought and whose dancing days are not entirely over yet that was owing to a fall from her horse some years ago which she doubts she shall never recover though she finds she grows better and better every year thus she loses the respect the reverence she might receive were it not for this miserable affectation takes pains by aping youth to make herself unworthy of her years and is content to be thought less discreet than she might otherwise be deemed for fear she should be imagined older if she appeared wiser what a sad thing is this madam what a mistaken conduct we pray to live to old age and it is promised as a blessing and as a reward for the performance of certain duties and yet when we come to it we had rather be thought as foolish as youth than to be deemed wise and in possession of it and so we show how little we deserve what we have been so long coveting and yet covet on for what why to be more and more ashamed and more and more unworthy of that we covet how fantastic a character is this well may irreverent unthinking youth despise instead of revere the hoary head which the wearer is so much ashamed of the lady boasts a relationship to you and mr b and i think i am very bold but my reverence for years and the disgust i have to see anybody behave unworthy of them makes me take the greater liberty which however i shall wish i had not taken if it meets not with that allowance which i have always had from your ladyship in what i write god knows whether ever i may enjoy the blessing i so much revere in others for now my heavy time approaches but i was so apprehensive before and so troublesome to my best friends with my vapourish fears that now with a perfect resignation to the divine will i will only add that i am your ladyship's most obliged sister and servant p b 
my dear billy and miss goodwin improve every day and are all i can desire or expect them to be could mrs poor mamma be here with a wish and back again how much would she be delighted with one of our afternoon conferences our sunday employments especially and let me add that i am very happy in another young gentleman of the dean's recommending instead of mr adams end of letter eighty eight